Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Normally, I'd be joined in studio by producer Terry Clark, but Miss Terry is on vacation. She's going to have her bridal shower, I believe, this weekend and needed some time to prepare for that. So she's got the day off, and I can understand that. I myself just got back from vacationing. I took a few days off and went up to Flagstaff, which is three and a half hours, four hours north of Tucson in the mountains, and it was beautiful. I got a chance to hike with my boys and go see Indian ruins and go caving and exploring all the things that little boys and maybe even big boys like to do on their vacation. So it was really fun. Speaking of some fun times, if you've been listening to the show for the last three weeks, you know that we have spent each of those shows covering gadgets. We talked about the Tuffy Steeper three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we looked at perhaps the most elaborate and elegant iced tea brewer we'd ever seen. And last week, we talked about the Takea Tea Pitcher, which is a fabulous product. Well, all of those things we found at the World Tea Expo. We went to the World Tea Expo in June and had, yet again, a fabulous time, kind of like a mini vacation. You can find a lot of photographs on Facebook. And today we are going to sort of recap our experience at the World Tea Expo with George Jage. He is the president and CEO of World Tea. And later in the program, we are going to answer our question of the week. One of our listeners has lost some confidence in me, and we'll see if I can get it back. So you'll definitely want to stick around for that. But before we get to that, we will definitely want to chat with George Jage. As I said, he was president and CEO of World Tea Expo. We want to speak with him not only about what happened in Las Vegas at the World Tea Expo, but also about his new and upcoming show, World Tea East. So, George, welcome to the program. Manish, thanks for having me back. It's great to always have you. So we had a great time at World Tea Expo in Las Vegas. I brought a few of my staff members. First time they'd ever been there, and they thought it was just absolutely mind-blowing. So that's kind of a tribute to some of the things that you've accomplished. What were some of the things that you thought were really great about this year's World Tea? Well, having done this for nine years, I mean, this was, I don't want to say our opus because we're not done yet, but, you know, it was our best show, uh, period. I mean, it wasn't our biggest, it wasn't the largest attended in our history, but what, what I really watch when I'm at the show floor is the measure of success on the exhibitors at the show. I mean, I had Keith Loken from Loken Tea come up and tell me that his company's been doing trade shows for 15 years and this was the best show they've ever attended. We had a couple of attendees share with me some of their successes where they really hit enormous home runs, life-changing type of business was done for their companies. That's what I look to do because if we can create that experience for the exhibitors, the attendees are obviously satisfied if they're buying the products. It's going to make an impact in a lot of people's lives. The other thing that this year's expo that was really great was we, we made some changes to our new business boot camp where the second day of the boot camp was also something you take as a standalone elective. We did this world origin tasting tour. It was truly just an awesome experience. I made everybody stand up and make airplane sounds as we took off out of Las Vegas. We flew to Sri Lanka. We tasted some of the teas from Candy and Uva and Dimbala, and then we flew to India and tasted, you know, some Darjeeling's and some Assamese teas and some Nilgiri's and understood not just taste the teas, but understand a little bit about the growing region and about the people and the culture and passion that goes into these products. We went to Nepal and China and Korea and Japan and Taiwan, and it was just an awesome experience for these people. It was a full eight-hour day of tasting 50 or 60 teas throughout the day. The lunch that was served was an international lunch where we had 
stations for each of the countries of origin so they were able to taste some food from these countries. And it was just an awesome experience. The feedback that we got from that was unbelievable. All of the attendees were given passports so they could keep tasting notes. And it's something that we're going to be doing at World Tea East. Well, I'm glad to hear that because I would like to attend that World Tea Tour. I told you the last time I wasn't able to come out a day early for that because my brother was celebrating his 35th birthday. So uh, I was kind of tying one on. Older or younger brother? Younger brother. That's nice. You actually thought I wasn't even 35 yet. What a guy you are. <laughs> well, we want to get into a little bit more about what's happening at World Tea East. So when we get back, we'll cover some of those topics. And also, we will address our question of the week, which gets into one of our listeners having lost a little confidence in what I have been saying. So stay around. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello everyone, this is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson farmers markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, Yerba Mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking Yerba Mate for years now and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, Yerba Mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest yerba mate, visit us at mayatea.com and don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined today in studio by George J.H., President and CEO of World Tea, and we are going to be talking a little bit about World Tea East. It's a show that he's got going in Philadelphia in about, what, six weeks from now, right, George? Uh, actually, six weeks to a day. Wow. Looking forward to it because we will be there. So what are some of the things that we can look forward to if somebody was going to be at World Tea East? Well, the reason why we're launching this show in Philadelphia, we've done a pretty extensive homework, and Philadelphia is just such a phenomenal city to begin with, and so historic, and, and offers really a great destination for people that want to come up from the D.C. area, down from New York, the Ohio River Valley, and really be centrally located in one of the most population-dense areas in the United States. I think a third of the U.S. population lives within like a two or three hour uh, travel time to Philadelphia. So we really believe that this is a great location. We've done our homework. We really see that there's a huge demand for tea on the East Coast. And with our show consistently being in Vegas, we feel that Vegas works for it. And we don't necessarily want to change it. What we're doing in Philadelphia is a regionally focused show. It's not the big, robust, uh, full Monty that we do out in Las Vegas. We don't have the new business boot camp. We don't have some of the skill building workshops. It's a two-day show. 
but all of the same expert-led education is going to be there. Some of the top quality tea companies, such as Maya Tea, will be there and available for the people that are looking to really garner this opportunity. When you look at our demographics of people who come to our show, and certainly people that have a tea-centric business would really come to our show, whether it was in Hawaii, Alaska, or Saskatchewan, because it's really the show for the industry. It's an opportunity for them to network with thousands of people and see hundreds of new products and meet with hundreds of vendors. So it's both about providing a little bit of closer proximity to the people on the East Coast, and they tend to come every other year, every two to three years, depending on their business type. So it's an opportunity to engage them in this platform on an annual basis, but it's also an opportunity to really engage with people who won't necessarily go to such a vertically niche show all the way across the country, but if it's in their backyard, they'll come. And those are the chefs, the restaurateurs. It's certainly some of the food, drug, and mass merchant buyers that are on the East Coast. Even some pharmaceutical companies are probably going to be interested in what's happening with tea these days. You know, tea is being used in ingredients in so many different capacities. So it's a great opportunity. We're really excited about some of the things we're going to be doing out there as well. Yeah, the East Coast represents such a huge marketplace. And oftentimes, because the show is so Vegas-centric, at least it has been. And of course, you live there, so that's totally great. But because it's always been in Vegas, it's probably going to be very refreshing to be over on the East Coast and see what kind of buyers and what kind of attendees we get there. Any new things that are going on in this year's show that might be different or some things that you're looking forward to conducting there? Well, yeah, we're doing the World Origin Tasting Tour out in Philadelphia, so we're really excited about that. I kind of consider that new because we just did it for the first time, and you know, I made the entire team crazy because I came up with this idea, and I'm like, we're going to have airplanes and costumes and swinging from the ceiling and parachuting in, and we actually were able to execute a very cool program. You know, one of the things that we're going to be doing at this show, and I didn't want to rush into it in Las Vegas when we did our expo, was provide an opportunity to create some relief and some financial support to the people of Japan, certainly of the Fukushima prefecture. Too often, when there is any type of disaster or tragedy or calamity of this sort, money runs in right away, and then everybody's like, okay, let's go back to our lives, they'll deal with it. And it's something, you know, certainly with a tsunami and an earthquake and a nuclear disaster, I mean, you're talking decades of help that these people are going to need. Japan's such a key part of the tea industry. I mean, they've done an outstanding job of preserving this Japanese tea ceremony that has been kind of an Asian icon for really taking tea to its highest form of art. So whatever we can do as an industry and community is going to be fantastic. Um, One of our exhibitors, Linda Volano over at Serendipity, had connected me with an artist named Michelle Brody, and she's doing these really cool things where she takes the tea sack filter bags, people drink out of them and they get stained, and then she empties out the tea and she dries them out, and then people write a story on these tea sacks about their experience with tea, like that they had tea with their mother and they had this great conversation or whatever it is. So what we're going to do is she's going to build this copper framed house and we're going to have a donation box. It's a voluntary donation opportunity for our attendees and our exhibitors and anybody that wants to be there. And they can write a prayer or a message of hope to the people of Japan in the wake of this disaster. We'll take the proceeds and then the actual tea bags will be taken off this copper frame house. It's kind of a really interactive, amazing piece of art will be made into a quilt, and that will be sent over to the people of the Fukushima prefecture. That's a great thing. Our hearts go out to the people of Japan, and you're absolutely right. They're such an integral part of the specialty tea industry, because really their tea is of some of the top quality in the world. And so we have to look to them for some guidance, and we, of course, are going to send them support. I look forward to being there and participating. Should we save our tea sec filters here as we're using them? 
Yeah, absolutely. If you guys have used CSEC filters, save them. I'll connect you up with Michelle Brody. And that's what's really cool about what I get to do on a daily basis is really find opportunities to leverage talents and people and places and things to really create something special like this. I mean, that's what we do by producing a trade show is, is we're getting companies that want to sell tea together with the people that want to buy tea and getting people who really know a lot of stuff and people who really want to learn a lot of stuff and creating those connections. You know, being able to connect somebody like Linda Villano, who's been helping Michelle out with giving her tea sacks to use for art exhibit and getting Michelle involved and then getting companies like EdoN involved that will help us reach out to some of the people in the Fukushima area and reaching out to people like Sarah Ketawaki and Sarah's Tea Caddy and then Sharon Kadai and getting Aqua Select and then the tea sack company involved as well. And, and really building these collaborations to really connect people and do something that can be very positive. I mean, at the end of the day, it might just bring a smile to somebody's face over there that's, that's had a pretty tough go of things. And if we can get that one smile out of somebody, I think it would be worth it. I agree with you. And certainly the work that you've been doing with the World Tea Expo has been rewarding for a lot of people. And World Tea East promises to be the same. Well, George, thank you very much for joining us on the program today. Thank you, Manish. It's always a pleasure and honor. I really appreciate what you're doing as well to really communicate some great messages about tea. Thank you very much. And I guess we will see you in Philadelphia. In six weeks. Six weeks, you betcha. And when we come back, we are going to tackle our question of the week. Have I lost some of my listeners' confidence? Well, we'll see if I can't get it back. So stay with us here on Steeping Around. Hey everyone, this is Sarah from the Maya Tea Company, and I want to know, what happened to tea time? I know, I know, it seems like this ancient ritual, but it's not all about the porcelain cups and crumpets. It's all about a break from your busy lifestyle. When I was growing up, my parents would sit at the breakfast table together every morning and split a pot of coffee. They'd trade the newspaper back and forth and just enjoy each other before waking the kids up or rushing off to work. That was their American tea time. And now, even that seems old-fashioned. We've entered into this age of breakfast bars and Starbucks drive throughs and any amount of relaxation comes with a little bit of guilt. That's why it's more important than ever to fight for your right to relax. We should be on the front lines for tea time. And it doesn't really matter what you put in your cup. It could be tea, it could be coffee, it could be a smoothie, just a glass of water. Just take a moment every day to enjoy yourself, to enjoy your life. And if you do enjoy tea, we can help. We've got something for everybody at www.mayatea.com. And don't forget that coupon code, STEEP. Cheers! Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Anytime I get a chance to chat with George, it's always a fun time, even if it's off the air, because he is quite a guy and a whole lot of fun to hang out with, by the way. His World Tea Expo in Las Vegas is a very fun show. If you want to see something about what the show is like, they've got a new video up on their website. Go to www.worldtea.com 
worldtexpo.com. You can also see the video on YouTube if you type in World Tea Expo. It's about a minute and a half, and it gives you a montage of all the different types of things that go on at World Tea. It's a great preview for next year's show, as well as gives you an idea of what we were able to see when we were there. You can also see pictures that we took while we were at the World Tea Expo last June. You can see those on Facebook at both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. Of course, if you're a fan of the show, please fan us on both of those sites. If you ever have a question, you know where to send them, our email address. My email address is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. And of course, please visit our website, www.mayatea.com. Now, I received a question this week in the email that I thought was very funny and certainly worth addressing. This comes to us from Dan, and he writes, I really enjoy your show, and I must admit, I've learned a lot. Over the last year, you've made quite an impression on my beverage choices, and I thank you for that. But after listening to your show about yerba mate, I was very anxious to experience all that it offers. Unfortunately, it's the most foul-tasting liquid on earth. I tried honey and your other recommendations, but none made any difference. How can you recommend something so awful? Up till the yerba mate disaster, I trusted you 100%. Now you're down to about 85%. That's still pretty high in my book. But geez, how could you guys drink that poison? Dan in Denver. Well, Dan, let's kind of review that show. I'm going to pull a clip and show you exactly what I actually said about the flavor of yerba mate. Let's listen to what I said. At first, I did not like yerba mate. I had tried many different types and was firmly convinced that it was not a gift of the gods, as we had spoken about earlier, but sent from the devil. I had uh, originally cupped it and decided that it was an interesting combination of a taste like really bitter green tea and ashtray remains. And it just was disgusting. And then I found out over time that I had to be a little bit more discerning about the kinds of yerba mate we were bringing in. So ultimately, we settled in on an organic, fair trade, unsmoked, with no stems version, which is made by a particular farm down in South America that does just an incredible job. It happens to be the only kind of mate that I can stand, but apparently it is beloved because the people who drink our yerba mate just love it. So, Dan, I did not actually come out and say that it was the greatest tasting tea on the planet. It is an acquired taste. And like most things, not all yerba mate is equal. You got to think of it kind of like wine. You know, just because I say something is a Pinot Noir or a Shiraz or any type of grape doesn't mean that every Shiraz is the same. You can get lower quality wines and you can get higher quality wines. And the higher the quality, the better the experience. The reason we can drink this stuff, or at least I can get through most of it, is because I searched the world, and I mean the tea world, not the actual physical world. Yerba mate is only grown in one region, but I searched through the tea world to find a yerba mate that I could actually like, and we found one. I mentioned on the show that that's what we drink in the office. It's unsmoked, it's organic, it's fair trade. It is great. I'm not certain what you purchased, and I don't believe that you purchased yerba mate from us, Dan, but if you would be so kind 
you need to send me your mailing address. In fact, all of you who email the show, send us your mailing address. I promise I'm not going to sell it to somebody. We want to reward you for your interactions with the show, and we will always send you free tea. And Dan, in your case, I want to send you some free yerba mate. Check out what we have. Check out what you think. Let me know and see if I can't restore your confidence in me. Because frankly, even if it's just 15%, I want to be at 100 Thank you, folks, for listening to the show and joining me today. Next week, we are going to continue on gadgets. We're going to talk about a product called Squeezmo. It's a very curious little thing. Couldn't be more simple, but oh, so clever. So you'll definitely want to listen in next week. Till then, thanks so much for steeping around with me. And remember, you always want to believe in the people that you're steeping around with. And I certainly hope you have confidence in me. Talk to you next week.